0: hello playdate this is don this is nick and this is
1: ryan this week we are covering playdate news
2: recent indie releases
1: and pixel paneling whatever game is in the title of today's episode you
2: mean by fusion yes one all right you read you read the
1: title of today's episode (laughs) i did Job. i can't scroll down that fast thank you for (laughs) listening though let's get started Hey, hey guys! Uh, I've got a, a, a bibbity-boop news and note for you. It's good to be back. It's so nice to see here, talk with both of you today. Yes, welcome back. back. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and and also uh, thank you, Gabe Swar, for stepping in um, in my absence. You did a lovely job. And I don't know if Gabe is aware of this, but he is uh, indirectly, maybe directly, responsible for me purchasing a. Uh, limited run Game Boy game. Uh, I'm sorry to say that it's not his because (gasps) his is no longer orderable. You can't get Bubbo Uh, hop about or whatever the Bubbo on Game Boy is. Okay. Yeah. Um, But anyway, I found another one on there after he mentioned that, uh, you know, Bubbo something was coming out from limited run games and wow, I didn't even know that website existed. And then I got real excited and, and, started throwing money at it so in another several years i should have a game boy game in my hands at least your expectations are realistic yeah (laughs) well anyway um, all that to say gabe Swar, you rock and roll with the best of them thank you for coming on and uh being a fine replacement for me
0: yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think we didn't, I really legitimately did forget we were recording a podcast at some point because we were just relaxing and talking <laughs> to him. There's was a lot of fun just talking to him. And the the lack of boops just like, I was going to say, made, made it, you stop yeah. taking
1: notes about all the edits you needed to make.
0: <laughs> yeah. And when we're done recording our normal podcast, we get into just a chill mode with Ryan. Because he, he doesn't boop outside of the show.
1: And, oh, don't don't wreck the magic. Yeah. Uh, everybody everybody thinks that boops are uh, part of daily life for me. You can't oh. you can't spoil that. This is like Mickey mm. Mouse taking off the head at Disneyland. Oh you, you yeah. can't do that. You can't Come spoil on the Don. magic. Okay, let's start over again. We're much. gonna re-record
0: oh, oh, no, 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 no. this first part. <laughs> He's spoiling more magic. <laughs> <laughs> um yes, anyway, go back there'll be a link in the show notes to our episode 30 with Gabe Swar, the developer of Bubbo Collect, um out right now in the Playdate catalog. So mm-hmm. go back and check that one out if you if you uh missed it. And also a, a quick little uh, update to something we mentioned in the last episode. Uh, I mentioned Country Quiz out on itch that it was out but it didn't uh like the file didn't work or whatever and I'm not smart enough to make it work, but it, it works now. It's updated and it's really really fun. So um check it out it'll like start outlining a country and the quicker you guess what country it is um, the more points you get oh, that but the, fun. the way that you select the country is really smart you don't have to like type or anything um, it brings up a little window and you use the crank to crank through the names of the countries so you can crank oh, through wow. pretty quick they're in alphabetical order and then you get bonus points if you name the capital of that country and I think that it limits the capitals to that continent to kind of
2: Uh, That's clever. This is just bonus
0: points. Uh, So it's pretty neat. So, anyway, I think it's free, if I recall. Um, Anyway, there'll be a link in the show notes, so check out Country Quiz.
1: That sounds amazing. Can I change my pixel panel selection? (laughs) Yeah, we'll get on that. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, hey, there's other news and notes. Uh, Panic released some first year stats. And in today's show notes, we've got a link to a lovely little Twitter graphic that says these things, uh, 53,368 playdates were pre-ordered in the first year. Then let's talk about this guys, because the very next stat they show is that 27,000 of them have been shipped. So they've shipped at this point, half the orders for Mm playdates. What are your feelings feeling about that guys?
0: I thought it would, I thought it was more, but that's good. I mean, I'm guessing it started slow and it's been ramping up, but, uh, yeah I thought we were closing on the end. I thought we were in the forty thousand range, yeah, but, I th- yeah, that's
1: great. I thought we were a little closer to getting caught up than these numbers. Uh, Nick, what were what were your feelings feeling?
2: Uh, as a teeny tiny manufacturer who <laughs> makes a boutique item and ships it to places all over the world, I am reality check so outrageously impressed with these numbers these are insane uh i cannot believe that they have shipped uh over 20,000 with a t units that is mm-hmm. so incredible so um Twenty thousand cheers for for panic. Um, All right,
1: so twenty seven thousand in the first year. That's like a little over two thousand units a month. Yeah. Okay, so that's like five hundred units a week. Mm-hmm. That's you know that's a pretty healthy clip. I guess I was thinking that since they have a dedicated factory in what is it, Malaysia or something, Thailand? I forget. Anyway, I'm a horrible person. And, uh, that there would be more of them coming out, but I guess if you break it down to 500 units a week, like that's, that sounds like a pretty healthy clip. That's a
2: significant number. Yeah. And especially since the playdate isn't their primary business focus. Uh, This is, these are insane numbers. So, um, I'm, I'm very impressed and yeah, it would obviously be better if more of them were out there and it was closer to the end, but panic has also been doing something very smart that I've been observing in that they go through a run and then they will pause shipping, adjust manufacturing as necessary. And resume manufacturing, and then resume shipping. And that's exactly what I do with my product as well. So I go through a run, build it, ship it, make sure everything's okay, Um, make any adjustments that are needed because things go in and out of stock all the time. So inventory management is insane. And especially for them, since it's not their primary focus, I'm just going to keep putting that out there because this is like a major feat. Um, And we should probably
1: just mention, since we're going to anyway, drainedpinball.com. But um, yeah, the, uh, let's see, I I had a thought there. Oh, my follow-up thought to this about Panic and the play date Mm -hmm. is that I feel like for a very long time, we've had this sort of nebulous distinction of group numbers. Mm -hmm. Like group one has been shipped, group two has been, whatever. And I was under the impression and maybe I don't know what this is based on. I feel like I heard it, but maybe this is just me playing pretend with myself. I feel like group five was going to like get everybody caught up and then there were going to be orders placed and units shipped immediately when that happens after group five was, was fulfilled. So when I heard group four was starting soon, I was like, Oh, well we must be almost ready to order and ship and you know, the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this sounds like we're maybe another year out from that happening. I mean, it's it, it's uh, a good
2: question because it's going to depend possibly on whatever supply chain issues that they've had to deal with in the previous runs. So um, I have a little, little foreknowledge there that we're going to talk about a little later in the news, but uh, I, I think they ran into something fairly significant at some point and had to retool a bit. And Hmm. so that obviously slows down shipments. It also changes the software side. Um, It's wildly, wildly complicated to do what they're doing. And uh, yeah, as I said, it'd be awesome if all of them were shipped and everything was caught up and they were ready to just kind of do piecemeal shipments, but they're not quite there yet. And it's gonna take a little bit of time to, to get there but they might be ramping up for much larger groups. So it could be that group four and five are much larger in quantity than group one through three were. Yeah. And it,
1: and it could also, I'm sorry, Don, go ahead.
0: That's okay. I was, I was thinking that the groups are about 10,000 each and it looks like with 27,000, shipped. They're about 9,000 each. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, maybe six months ago or so around the holidays, They had said that group five would be shipping around the end of this year. So Mm -hmm. it looks like they're on target to do that. If this group four takes through the summer, let's say Mm -hmm. into September, maybe that'd be around the last quarter of 2023.
1: Yeah. And your assumption of 10,000 per group might be accurate because it says 27,000 shipped, and group four is about Mm -hmm. to ship. So maybe that's when they hit 30 K then group four starts. Um, The other thing is that maybe in this first year, as Nick mentioned, production snags hit, and they were able to work through them. And so maybe they are able to produce them faster the second year. Uh, I feel like that would make sense. Thinking about things positively hopefully uh but there's some other stats here that are mentioned like the fact that there are 400 plus games available on itch.io we've yeah. mentioned this before but i feel like it bears repeating that's a heck of a number over 400 additional games beyond the 24 you get for purchasing this thing are available that's that's just absolutely bonkers And, uh, but a stat that I feel like I should speak to personally is the one that says 40% of players sideload games. I, I know that it's a big, uh, goal for many developers to get into catalog because that makes it super easy for people who have a play date to get it. And I thought, ah, you know, it'll, it'll be a nice thing, but you know, Don't most people sideload games? And in fact, they do not. Only the minority of people are sideloading games. And I feel like I should speak to this because when we started this podcast, I was very fearful (laughs) of sideloading games until you guys held my hand and made it happen. And my gosh, it's so easy. Uh, There's tutorials online and it's so worth the two minutes to figure out how to do it because I have had... Hours and hours of fun based on sideloading games on my playdate. So if you are part of the 60% of people who have not sideloaded a game and you own a playdate, date, uh, by golly, take it from one Luddite to another. Uh, look up how to sideload games. It's very easy and very worth it.
2: Can, can we talk about that stat a little bit more in depth? Because I am shocked it is that high really yeah uh. i i would have expected about 50% of that number so about 20% of people uh would sideload so yeah, if both. you think about it that's one in five people <clears throat> that have a play date so with 40% that's two in five which is that's a lot i mean it's very impressive which means that they've done a very good job of getting the word out demystifying it um you know, Removing some of the fear around it. So Ryan, you know, obviously you did your first side load. You got a virus immediately. It destroyed <laughs> your playdate and your your life. Um, but then you came back from that. Everything was great. Uh, no, I mean, there's there's no fear like that um, with the playdate so far, and uh, it's it's been. Way to put the idea in developers' minds, <laughs> yeah, Nick. No, I know. Gosh. Um, I've seen what Don's been developing and you know, well how we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. But um at any rate, it's it's extremely impressive to me. Don, what do you think about that number? 40%. Yeah, we
0: we kind of talked about it a little bit on Discord. I thought it would be half of that. I was guessing in the in the high teens or something. Um, but I'm wondering if this number came 40% if that came after the catalog stats, which are also included in this first year's statistics breakdown because they are there now and you have recommendation dog and the uh, real steel um if those count or not there yeah. are other places where you can sideload games besides catalog now
2: yeah i thought uh, there was a uh, little disclaimer that that didn't include catalog um, oh
1: it says 400, uh, no, I guess the itch.io is on the 400 plus games available on itch.io. It does not say specifically on the 40% of players side-loading games. I okay. would assume that side-loading means not on catalog, that on catalog, do they consider buying a game on catalog side-loading? I, I thought that know. was something different, that side-loading was like, grab a game on itch, toss it onto your side-load. Page, it magically appears on your play date.
0: So, I would agree yeah. because to me, catalog is downloading, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that many people are, are okay with sideloading that, I think that's a great number. Uh, obviously, you want to see it higher, but I um, think it's
1: not enough. Maybe yeah, that means
0: definitely it's just not right. enough. They're still missing out on a lot of games. Right. But uh,
1: 400 plus,
2: as a matter of fact. And I'm I'm right. curious to see how that number changes as more yeah. groups ship. So I would anticipate that number will go down just naturally because Mm -hmm. more new users are going to gravitate to catalog directly. Um, But those are those are future business problems, right? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. There's a couple more little stats here. Um, Did people enjoy the season idea? Uh, 91% said yes. And I guess that means 9% of people are dead inside. And then there were five top requests for what people wanted. The top request was a game store and they did it with catalog. Good job. Huzzah panic. I'm so proud of you guys. The next thing is game sorting. And I think that's coming, right? Are they not working on something like that? Is that secret?
0: I'm sure Did I somebody's spoil working on it. I don't know if you spoiled anything, but I'm I would assume something's in the work at some point. Yeah. People I think that's folders happening. and game sorting I would say kind of go together. And I'm I'm guessing something would come at some point.
1: Yeah. I have a feeling they would not have published that as the number two request if they weren't working on it already. <laughs> um And then finally, it says 20,000 games are downloaded from catalog. Oh, there you go. It says download, not sideload. 20,000 games are downloaded from catalog. Mm. And uh, there's what, like a couple dozen games available now. So I guess there's like a thousand downloads roughly for each game. Also, (laughs) there's... Um,
0: I sort of um I noticed that um squid God posted the sales numbers for what is the game he made that uh bullet core, heaven game core fault core fault yes it was it was roughly like 1500 sales on catalog and 1500 on itch and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me but um yeah so if if that game is one of them and you said roughly a thousand each maybe you're right ryan Maybe it's roughly in that ballpark for each one, which yeah, would be I, really cool.
1: That would be cool. I hope that's the case, and me, I hope it continues it to up. grow. Maybe uh, it was dollars, wh- and I'm way off. <laughs> while while you're looking that up, I'll keep flapping my yapper because I love stats. um So twenty thousand games downloaded from catalog means roughly each person has downloaded a catalog game, a catalog game that has a play date. There's twenty seven out twenty seven thousand out there. 20,000 games downloaded. So not everyone has downloaded a game from catalog who has a play date. The other thing that I'm curious about here is does that 20,000 number include recommendation dog and real steel? So if that's the case and everybody who has a play date downloaded one of those games, then that means nobody's purchased anything from catalog. So I am very curious about how recommendation dog and real steel fit into that 20,000 number. Um, and what that means for the other games, because potentially that could mean a whole lot less sales for games that are on catalog than what we're assuming is maybe roughly in a, a thousand
2: download range. Um, I, I don't think that's the case. So in any storefront like that, you're going to have enthusiast users and people who are like plugged into it. So there's people who knew, like we did, that there were going to be two free games, you know, at the launch of catalog, you go in, you download your free games, you make a purchase or two. So those are going to be the core group that are using catalog then there's going to be the group who never sideload, um, bought a plate eight, never use it. And obviously they're not going to be adding to the catalog stats. So I think the deal is not that 20,000 individual people have used this. I think the number is actually quite a bit lower. Um, which makes sense because the service is almost brand new. Um, and, uh, So, so I think the numbers are probably higher, but they're also skewed because it's kind of the launch window of catalog and people are going to be more plugged into, um, playing around with it that are already plugged into the ecosystem. So the, the real test for catalog is what happens when the next group of playdate owners receives their, Mm -hmm their play dates because they will have it from the start.
0: It, it's only going to go up and up. I think there's Correct. a lot of play dates collecting dust. I hate to say, I think a lot of the early adopters didn't get into the groove. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. a lot of podcasters we listen to say they haven't touched it in a year, haven't touched it in six months. It's I don't not understand fun to how hear that. that's possible,
2: but yeah. know, it's, it's <laughs> not fun to
0: hear that, but they have steam decks and everything else. Oh, yeah, and yeah. they just, they just didn't get into the groove the way we did. Mm-hmm. And so I think there are, maybe it's maybe it's a thousand I don't know but there's a certain number just sitting there where they haven't experienced catalog yet right and so the numbers for people like you and I we have made multiple purchases or whatever there's more of us probably that have made multiple
1: visits to the catalog store and like you said new users who are in group four group five right. and beyond you know they're going to be native catalog users they're just not going to have a play experience without it so Anyway, are see that yeah, light we're...
0: flashing every week mm-hmm. for yeah. three months, but then they also see that catalog light flashing on Tuesdays yeah. instead of just the Mondays. Um, just to clarify what I said earlier about core fault um, by Squidgog Dev, uh, his post it said it made uh, one thousand nine hundred sixty-one dollars on itch so far, and one thousand three hundred ninety-four dollars on
1: catalog so far. It came Did you out say nine thousand on itch, one thousand
0: nine hundred sixty-one.
1: Uh, Okay. Do you mind saying those numbers one more time? I'm sorry.
0: $1,961 on itch, $1,394 on catalog. Interesting. So just shy of $2,000 on itch and just shy of $1,400 on catalog. Now it's been out on itch maybe six weeks longer than it was on catalog. And um, I don't know what the breakdown is on how much itch takes, but we do know that um, catalog takes what was it twenty percent or something like that?
2: I think so. Yeah,
0: something like that. So that's those are those are his reasonable. earnings, um, and he does say that's his earnings along with uh, Dave makes, um, who co-developed the game with him. So that wasn't that wasn't fourteen hundred uh, sales units. That was sales dollars. So just wanted to clarify that, which is roughly two hundred copies
1: at six dollars each. Nice, cool. All right, so many numbers. Do you guys want to yeah, talk yeah. about this anymore? <laughs> no. Or are we know. done with let's, this graphic?
2: Yeah, let's move let's, on. Let's, let's, let's move on.
1: Because that was the first news and note, which means we have a bunch more to go. The next oh, one. The, <laughs> the next, have I mentioned it? it's good to see you guys again? Yeah. yeah. The next left. one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is a little teaser for everyone listening to look forward to a special interview episode coming up in a couple weeks, it's going to be with a surprise guest. We're going to keep it a surprise from you. uh, But just to let you know in two weeks, uh, a few of us will not be present. A couple of us will not be present on the the show, but a special new someone will be. So tune in for that. Totally worth it. Next news and note is. Yeah. I wanted to mention by not me.
0: Yes, uh, Play Jam 3 starts in five days from today. I should mention that we're we are recording on a Sunday, not on our regular Tuesday, so we will not have the uh, new catalog releases mentioned in this episode. But uh, Play Jam 3 by possibly Axolotl starts in a couple days. There are over 285 participate participants Ooh, so far. <laughs> yeah, this is massive. So if you want to get in there, um, there will be a link in the show notes. Hop in there, and uh, you do not have to have a play date to participate you can create one uh via pulp and the sdk so hop in there there's been a lot of really cool games that have come out and become full full full-fledged games uh in the itch itch store so hop on there
1: okay i I just want to chime in here for a second because i can't get enough of myself talking um there is a potential for this play jam to double the first year of Itch releases that's yeah. nuts. That's nuts. They're so close to 300 already. If they got a few more participants, 400. Oh my God. That's insane. So did you, again, did you just
2: say 100 participants in a game jam was a few more?
1: But I sure <laughs> did. I sure did. I mean, okay. it's only a third more than what they've got already. Yeah. They can do a third more and then okay. double our games, right? Come on. Possibly oxalotl. You got it in you. Okay.
0: Um, so, we we're committing right now to each reviewing a hundred games, right? Yeah. Yeah. three hundred. Nick's taking hundred. Ryan's doing hundred, right? Yeah. yeah. Sounds
1: uh, good. How about Hello. that next news and note? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, next news and note is Ryan's, but it says a... what? It, it oh hey, I... new... we don't know that this is confirmed, do we? Uh,
1: I mean, it was confirmed to me. Okay. Should right, should Ryan. we wait? All right, Ryan. I, I, okay everyone can blame me but um, generations is gonna be in the May 23rd catalog drop I mentioned this because it was mentioned to me and also because next episode we're not going to have our news and notes to tell you that it dropped so at least we know that one's coming out have so at least many I hear to edit I hear out. I hear it's coming out yes okay all
0: right I did uh, so not write the rest of the news and notes. Um, we got a we got a, a note from Jamote that uh, Mio Plus is coming out on May 10th. It is uh, sort of a Super Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario... Er, yeah, Super Mario Brothers, not Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers homage. So that is coming to itch on uh, May 10th. Keep an eye out for that.
2: So it's a side-scrolling platformer and not a single-screen arcade? Correct, yes.
0: Okay. I played an early version of it about a month ago. And Hmm. I know they've been working on it since. So keep an
1: eye out. Nice work, Jamote. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, And then on July 4th, there will be the uh, Tiny Yellow Machine first Playdate Community Direct. But he's taking signups right now. So there will be a link to the signup form in our show notes. Basically, you fill out the the, uh, Google Doc if you're a dev or someone in the community that has something you think you would like to share on the Direct um, there's a lot of rules and, uh, well not rules, but there's a lot of guidelines that you need to check out in the, uh, form here on how long the submission should be, et cetera, et cetera. So, so take a look at that, but it's going to be streamed on July 4th.
2: So are we <laughs> making a huge, uh, trailer? <laughs> um, what Nick
1: is, is
0: committing to making a huge show. Yes, Ryan.
1: So, somebody please unconfuse me. What the heck is a direct what, what does okay. this even mean? So so,
2: yes. uh, it's, it's an advertising uh, vehicle that's used by Nintendo specifically. And it's how they promote uh, different types of games. So they might have a direct that focuses on their own first-party games. But they also have these directs which focus on indie games. Um, and they've been a wildly popular way to uh, display indie games in mm-hmm. uh, a simple to consume about 30 minute video. Um, I don't know what the runtime is on plan for, for this, this one. one. Um, do you have any idea Don?
0: I, I'm not sure. It's like Comic-Con, Ryan, right? how like they make a bunch of announcements at Comic-Con. Yeah. It's, it's kind of kind like of, that. Same but idea. For Playdate stuff. All
1: yeah. right. Now I understand. Thank you. So basically it's video stuff. And so if we wanted to like, I don't know, advertise our show, we could, make a video for Uh, Hello uh, Playdate podcast and send it in and they'd they'd splice it in? They would. They'd splice it in, right? If we announce Ryan's replacement
0: and we make like a big trailer
1: (laughs) (laughs) Zero Cage is going to be replacing him or something that would probably be noteworthy. Listen to the negative boop show. Um, (laughs) Nobody would tune in.
2: (laughs) Well, anyway, um, that's very exciting. So I'm looking forward to seeing Uh, the uh, Tiny Yellow Machine uh, Playdate Community Direct. And that's on July the 4th.
1: And I'm looking to find out what a direct is. Good job, Gant, putting this together. This is very cool. Sincerely.
0: Yes, definitely looking forward to that. Um, Nick, you drive the bus on the next note here.
2: So I uh, know that we're all signed up for Playdate developer updates. We're all on the mailing list. Uh, we all get those emails, right? Guys? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm signed up for that. And, uh, I received a very interesting email and I've been scouring this. Uh, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. Um, it was on
0: the, uh, playdate squad discord. You're, you're saying, was it?
2: Okay. Whew. I've been kind of sweating this. <laughs> so no, you're good. It, it's a pretty big deal. So, um, there is a 2.0 version of the SDK, which is releasing soon SDK stands for software development kit. And, uh, this is a major bump in version number, which usually brings along, uh, new functionality and, and new features. So that's very exciting just from the, the version numbering side. Uh, and I've been, you know, kind of thinking about what that might bring, but, uh, panic, provided some guidance for this upcoming SDK. And there's to-do items if you have made a game for the Playdate that uses the C SDK. Um, It says OS 2.0 has a new PDX file format in order to support some revision B changes they've made to upcoming hardware. And they made those changes to address supply chain issues. So they're having to, or they had to rewrite the Playdate OS to support these changes to the hardware. Now, the trick for this, and, and one of the reasons why I'm so super impressed with what Panic has done so far, is that uh, they, have to, they have a huge challenge in that because if you have a new hardware revision, you have to make sure that your updates and operating system are compatible with the old version as well as the new version. So they've they've done this, they've cracked the code, and they're releasing this SDK 2.0 to address this, and they call it OS 2.0 as well. Um, So again, if you've made a game that uses the C SDK, you'll need to recompile it with the new 2.0 SDK in order for it to run on revision B playdate hardware. Uh, So this only applies to games written in C. If you have any C code in your Playdate game, you'll need to recompile that. Then you're hosed. Not hosed. Uh, They are providing an upgrade path. um, And your game will continue to function, apparently, on the existing Playdate hardware. But any new Playdate hardware that is sent out, uh, I'm assuming for Group 4 and Group 5, will need your game recompiled or else it will not run. Um, that's a, that's a pretty low bar. So you go into your, uh, compiler of choice and you say recompile this thing and then you relink it. In fact, the SDK, uh, I think it's, it's been a minute. (laughs) I think, I think it automates a a goodly chunk of that task and creates that new PDX, uh, file, uh, that you can sideload directly. So, um, Anyway, it's it's a fairly simple task, but it needs to be done. So, uh, big huge uh, klaxons going off, warning alarms. You need to recompile once the 2.0 SDK comes out. Uh, if your game was written in Lua or Pulp, you don't need to do anything; it'll just work. Um, so, nothing needs to change at all with Lua or Pulp games. It's only C games.
0: Just uh, message Nick if he. Do you have any questions?
2: Uh, They also (laughs) revealed something that is really exciting for Don and me, but mostly for Don. And that is that they're adding a new launcher list view. Mm -hmm. So instead of the cards that we know and love, and if you're like me, you have 250,000 of these cards that you're flipping through on a day basis um so having a list view is going to be amazing and you'll be able to access it directly through the menu and you can switch between card and list mode and uh that's very exciting so uh as part of that they're also adding a new icon type that you will have to add to your game so even if you've made a game that uses lua or pulp you'll need to add this new icon uh and then push an update. So even though that doesn't impact uh, recompiling your game or, or um, you don't have to make a new uh, PDX file if you have a Lua or Pulp game, um, you'll probably want to do so or else you will not have this cool custom icon in View. So uh, if you're a Pulp or uh, Lua dev... Uh, And especially if you're a C dev, you'll want to make a couple of quick changes and uh, push push an update for your game. So uh, they have a beta that's available to download today of the 2.0 SDK. Mm -hmm. And you can use that to make sure that your recompilation works fine, everything functions, uh, things work smoothly, and so on. Um, But they've asked you not to publish the updated game until the new OS is out and at which point they'll email you. If you publish it now, it won't run on existing OS 1.0 playdates. Um, cool. Okay. So that's a huge amount of technical stuff for yes. Don and Ryan. Sorry. Um,
1: I, I have a question, but I thought I saw Don, uh, Don's wheel spinning. Don, did you want to say something first? No. Okay, uh, so my question is: Nick was mentioning this whole list view thing and how that was going to be uh, very interesting to him and Don. My question is: What's wrong with me? I'm very interested in <laughs> where list view. to begin.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> hour well, two of the show. Begins so, so, list view. List view obviously reduces the amount of visible art and also reduces the amount of movable art. So, Ryan, for those who are not familiar enough with him through this podcast is a huge animated GIF fan. That's his only (laughs) his primary and only means of communication. Um, Outside of this podcast. (laughs) uh, So the boops, if you can just imagine those are him sending gifts you'll, you'll be right on with uh, what's going on. So, so Ryan, I don't know if list view is going to be for you or not, but the options there.
1: Okay, I understand now. Uh the other thing I wanted to follow up with is uh for anyone wondering, a klaxon is a loud electric horn. I didn't know that. Did you just search um, that? Okay. I had to. Some. Yes. Um but in all sincerity, Nick, I am so glad that you are a part of this show so that you can add some reliable information. <laughs>
2: I don't know that uh, if
1: this were <laughs> up to Don and I, I I Don I don't know about you I certainly could not have uh held a candle to you no. with regard to the SDK and the PDX and the CBAs and the XYZs that you were just talking about with regard to development so thank you for demystifying that if I was developing something I think I would have been very worried but yeah I don't develop but it sounds like it's a relatively easy change for developers to recompile yeah. their C games yes. in order to make them functional yeah. on this new operating system?
2: It, it's essentially one command.
1: So well, That sounds easy to me, can't, can't who that. does not do any programming at all.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the command after. OK,
1: yeah. I'll compile my non-game. But thank you sincerely for going through all that. That was sincerely very interesting.
2: Yeah, thanks for listening. Nick was
1: worried. He told us about this, and he's like, oh, nobody's going to want to know about it. Yes, I'm, I'm interested in even hearing it the second time. That was great. And you learned a new word. Klaxon. Fantastic. Yes. Next, next time beat. Tech beat. Tech beat with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, guess what, guys? Um, we're 35 minutes into the show, and we're just finishing our <laughs> news and notes section, <laughs> which means it's time for boop,
0: Indie Inventory. Yeah, this will be a quick one. Uh, Don't forget to review and uh, rate all the games that we talk about. Uh, First one up from One Dand Band. It's a point and click adventure, Nick, called Lunchtime. Whoa. Okay. Uh, It's a point and click time management sim RPG. And he said he wasn't sure if it was ready to go, but he pushed it out anyway. It is free to download. Uh, It looks pretty cool. So check that one out. Uh, Next up is I'm Scared of My Girlfriend by Squishy Moss. This one is Adults Only. I have not played it. Uh, I don't know. I also cannot read the description on air. It is Adults Only. It takes about 20 minutes to play, and it is Name Your Own Price. Um, And then last up from from Nino, who made Gravity Express. This is MIDI Master Preview. Name Your Own Price. It is a tool for mastering MIDI files. So this just came out today, so I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, Yeah, you can play your MIDI files using the Playdate synthesizer instruments. So pretty cool.
2: It's not just synthesized instruments. It's also three sampled instruments, two drum kits and a choir included. Yes, that's that's the
0: klaxon klaxon free so far. Maybe you'll get an
2: update, though. You can simulate it with the uh, synthesizer.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Fantastic. All right. Don, light load. Th- Check them out. thank you for compiling the Indie in inventory for us. The light load will make up for our excessive news and notes, which brings us to our yubity boop pixel panel for today. So I'm driving the ship on this one. Captain Ryan is coming to you with a game that is called By Fusion. So By Fusion bills itself as Puzzle Bobble meets 2048 now i was familiar with puzzle bobble but i don't know what in the world 2048 is i looked it up and it is essentially a game where you're matching numbers like if you put two twos together then they turn into a four and if you put two fours together they turn into an eight and so on well if you can imagine puzzle bobble or bust a move with those little bubbles inside them flip it on its side so it's horizontal rather than vertical you've essentially got bifusion. And this game really got its hooks into me. Uh, I was searching for a game that I really wanted to share with folks. And this is the one that I arrived at. So I said, hey, Don, hey, Nick, uh, I've got a title for us for next pixel panel. Um, So essentially, you not only have a single area where you can shoot balls from, you've got three different slots <clears throat> and you don't just get your numbered balls loaded in there. You have to retrieve them as they come out of this shoot. So ball comes out. it's so a number two, you sort of like harpoon it and it comes back. And then let's say you've got a number two ball in waiting. If another number two ball comes out of the shoot, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, then you whamma do it with the, existing number two ball that you have loaded in your projectile shooter, then uh, bam, it becomes a four when those two balls collide. If it hits without touching anything else, any other balls on the screen, in the other side of the uh, play area. So you're trying to progress and it's sort of a score chaser like this. If you create a four, then you get four points. If you are hitting two fours together to make an eight, then you get eight points and so on. Um, So there are also a number of different skill levels. They have three skill levels, easy, medium and hard. And uh, I really enjoy the fact that they have these different skill levels because if you're playing on easy you've got a longer game but if you don't have as much time to play which as we've gone over in the past a bunch of 40 something dads not a lot of time do we have so uh I found myself playing on hard quite a bit um really love the quick gameplay uh short game times and uh I am very interested in talking with you all about your high scores. But before we get to that, uh, let's hear from each of you about your thoughts about the game. Uh, Don, Nick, you you guys want to fight to see who goes first. Can I clarify one thing real quick? Please. It's it's puzzle
0: bobble. It says meets 2048, but 2048 is a rip off of threes. Threes came out in February 2014. 2048 cloned it as a free version of Threes in March of 2014. And 2048 always gets like the credit to be this type of gameplay, but Threes was a a really good paid game, and 2048 ripped it off, like literally ripped it off and became, because it was free, it became like the the banner holder for this type of gameplay. Oh, that's
1: very interesting. I had no
0: idea about that history. 2048. Threes is great. Anyway, um, wh- when you said you played on hard, so I meant to play on hard today and I that was my focus to play it before the show and we had a neighborhood emergency and I didn't have time to. What is the difference in hard? Because I think what the game was missing for me was that it was too easy. And I, okay. I wanted so, to play it on hard.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, uh, a game mechanic that I neglected to mention is the fact that you can have up to, but not including 12 balls on the screen at one time if you Mm -hmm. exceed that number then your game is over so Uh your balls are spitting out of this tube as i mentioned before and uh, basically easy they spit out in a slow fashion so that you have time to uh collide balls and make combinations or uh, make errors and then retrieve balls and try again. Whereas in the hard mode, the balls are spitting out faster, so you have less time for error. You have to really keep moving on that hard mode to you know, keep your matches going and keep your game lasting and your points accruing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: I yeah. I noticed that like my kids asked me a question and my game ended and I wasn't really even sure why it ended. It's because I wasn't paying attention. The balls must just kept spitting out.
1: Yeah. So when you uh, when you start getting close to that twelve ball threshold, and by the way, that twelve ball threshold also includes the balls that you have loaded into those three slots for your oh, okay. your cannon. Uh, so if you've got nine balls on the playfield, three balls in the slots, then that's 12 balls on the playfield and your game's done. When you approach that 12 ball threshold, your screen Mm
2: -hmm. starts
1: to crack. I noticed that. (laughs) I thought that was a really fun visual feedback to let you know, oh, Hey, you're, you're getting close because otherwise I don't know about you guys, but I would get quite, uh, involved in the game. And if that wasn't present, I would have totally forgot. Oh, gosh, I'm getting Mm -hmm. close to the threshold. Yeah. So I thought that was a really great uh, design inclusion. Uh, But anyway, I'm very interested in your thoughts on the game. What do you guys think? Aside from the fact that it credited the wrong game, Don, what do you think (laughs) of this game?
0: Uh, well, besides that, um, I did I did really enjoy it. I thought the controls were great. I do like the concept. I've always been like a Bust a Move, Puzzle Bobble fan. Snood even was similar. I played a lot of Snood twenty years ago, um, so I, the gameplay connected with me right away. Um, I had a, a little bit of a problem reading the like the legibility of the numbers. Like I'd really have to like hold it up to my face. Is that a four or an eight or a two or an eight? Um, so I had a little bit there, and when the numbers get bigger, the balls get bigger. So it's a, a little bit easier. Like a 16 is a noticeably larger ball than a two, eight, or four, and a 32 I think is the same size as a 16. But then I saw you guys talking on Discord about having glitches, and that's when I started getting glitches. I think when I matched these 64s, they just like disappeared, and so I never got the I never got a 128. The 264s would just, like, one of them would just disappear. And so I think that impeded my score progression. My highest score was, like, 1,012 or something. I don't know. I wasn't really, like, trying to get a high score. I was just kind of, like, playing just to play. Um, But the actual gameplay I enjoyed, I wish there was... I wish I had played it on hard. It sounds like that's where I would have had more fun with it. Because I felt, um, for the most part, I felt like I just kind of kept playing Forever, especially with the balls disappearing, uh, you can really just play forever. But uh, Nick, what do you think?
2: Uh, so I, you you mentioned bugs, and I I hit several of them. Some you can work around, and and some you can't. My playdate crashed frequently playing this game, <clears throat> and um, one thing that I think I've noticed is that if you happen to make a match, and a ball is ejected at exactly the same moment and that ball happens to be the 12th ball in play. Uh, it it doesn't reduce the balls on the play field at exactly the same moment. and anyway, I mm. think that might be causing one of the crashes that <laughs> I experience frequently. <clears throat> and yes, it's okay. always down to the wire with me. I always just wait to the last possible second. <laughs> just trying to do that. Um, so you got your was, hand above the
0: garbage disposal. Yeah. I'm like, just hit the button, just yeah.
2: waiting. Um, and uh, the other thing that I noticed is, and, and Ryan had mentioned this in, in uh, a little chat that we had going, but uh, the hit detection um, tends to change a little bit. And I think uh, I noticed that that happened when more balls were on the screen. So, it doesn't seem to happen when there's two or three or even four that are on the screen, but it does happen when more are on there and bouncing around and doing their thing. And essentially what it does is it makes this dead zone, um, which is uh, several pixels into the play field. So normally like right when you get started, if you have a ball right at the edge of the play field, you can launch another one into it and it'll take, but Um, when this, this particular collision bug occurs, you just pass right through it. Um, which Mm. is, it can be, uh, frustrating, but once you know, it exists, it's a little easier to work around it. You just have to kind of plan ahead a little bit more than I was doing. (laughs) Um, and, uh, the other thing was controls. So I always have some note on controls and I feel like I'm the controls, uh, Guy who's always (laughs) complaining about controls. So I'm gonna, I'll I'll just say that um, uh, a different option for the crank portion would be helpful. So the way that the controls function is, you use right on the D-pad to throw your harpoon. So you you do your scorpion, get over here, and then pull it back. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, that's all that's used on the D-pad. Now I don't know. Oh, it's not. Oh, no. that's right. That's right. Because that's where you shift up and down in your different yeah. slots. Okay, okay. Yep. Never mind. I take it back. The controls are absolutely perfect. And <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I thought the controls are
0: great.
1: Yeah. yeah. I thought the controls were great. I, that I was, was wrong. Really, yeah. I was about really waiting the to see things, white, so. what what your your beef was uh, with the controls. My
2: suggestion would would have been to allow up and down on the control pad to change the angle mm. and and fire. Um, and use a or B to fire instead of, um, left or right. But
0: what if you use the crank to move the slots up and down?
2: Yeah, it's fine too. Um, so (laughs) no winning. These
1: are all awful suggestions. (laughs) Yeah,
2: they are. Well, I forgot there were different storage spaces. Okay. So, all right. So I'm sorry. Were you done? I'll be quiet. I'm never done. Right. Okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> constantly talking. Um, <laughs> so, That's Nick. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I found the premise interesting. I'm a huge Bust a Move fan and Frozen Bubble. I play a lot of that, um, and you know, I like I like the idea. I like the scorpion imagery. Get over here, like I said. <laughs> um, but uh, but I do agree with Don that it is a little difficult to read the numbers, especially in the lower numbers because there's less distinction between them. Um, I like the fact that they increment in powers of two. That's something which I'm, I'm a big fan of, but, um, the thing that, uh, that gets me is that it's because your time to make the merger is killed immediately. Once you collide with any object, any wall, any other bubble. Um, it does make it very challenging when you have uh, a lot more going on, on the play field. So towards the end, um, I realize that's the goal of the game. Um, Ryan's making very incredulous faces as I'm talking, but I did not uh, even
1: dream of incredulous faces.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, at any rate, um that that just makes it a little challenging but it is uh not in a bad way necessarily uh that said i couldn't tell you what my scores were because the score is presented very very small and then it oh disappears my as soon as you press any button so there's there's a, high there's score. a leaderboard there's a leaderboard yeah i never clicked that <clears throat> go to the main menu i refuse um okay
1: don what were your <laughs> high scores like nick uh, <laughs> Like I said,
0: it was like a thousand something. It was just over a thousand. I don't
1: remember. Okay. That is very, very good for any of the uh, uh, difficulty levels. And Don, from your description, I can tell that you are working with version 1.0 because I had that installed for many moons ago and I played it. And then I saw on the Bifusion Itch page that there's a new version So I thought, well, surely that must be better. So I downloaded it, sideloaded it rather, and uh, was playing on that. And it has, I would say, more egregious bugs than version 1.0. So I played this game a lot and there are basically two main bugs that I found. We've, We've mentioned each of them, but I'll try to make it succinct by saying one of them is the double 64s? If you collide 64s together, in the 1.0.1 1 version, it crashes a oh, playdate. Maybe that all one. done. Maybe kaput. In your uh, version, in the 1.0 version, in the yes. earlier version, done. As you said, they disappear. Okay. Away they go. So I'm not entirely sure if that's meant to happen or if it's supposed to turn into a 128. I didn't know if the 64 collision was like, okay, well, we're not going to go triple digits. So it's just done at that point. And then it clears the ball. Uh, I do not have, or am too lazy to find my old version to reinstall that over 1.0.1. But I did play that original version several times before downloading this update. And that was a thing that happened. So Mm. maybe you can, you know give us an update next week or next month or whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm sure we'll forget about that. The second thing that I found that was a major bug, as Nick mentioned, was the lack of collision. Occasionally you'll fire off a ball and it will go straight through the ball. It's supposed to collide with. That was a bummer too. Um, In my opinion, while each of these things are undesirable, they're also, sort of able to be played around Uh lack of collision. <clears throat> I found that if you miss it, typically you can pick up the other ball that uh ball a phased through. And if you grab that and shoot it back out at the other one, often it will collide.
0: Okay. So I saw you guys talking about something like that. I wasn't sure what you meant. Pro
2: tips. You know, uh, can I make a suggestion? Can we start uh, making sure that we're all on the same version of a piece of software? <laughs>
1: well,
2: I, yeah, I, d-
0: I didn't even think to update. It, I,
2: didn't think about, I didn't think, I didn't think about it at all.
1: Nick, did you recently download
2: this? Yeah, I downloaded it yesterday.
1: Okay, then you have the most recent version. You yeah. and I are playing on the same version. Don has the old version, and uh, I don't think there is a whole lot of
2: difference. That was the one difference
1: I found from playing both. That but, that means my yeah.
2: assumption on playdate crashes was incorrect, though, because it it was timed when I would clear two sixty fours. I just yep. thought it happened. Mine
0: be... never crashed. My game never crashed. End of timer. Yep.
2: Okay, okay,
1: good to know. Okay, so anyway, and then the second major bug, the sixty four crash. Um I just started reminding myself, okay, there's 64s, I'm not going to touch them because that's my gobble hole. That's right. <laughs> uh going to end my game. So I'm not going to do that. So it became for me kind of uh an interesting uh strategy to avoid and every once in a while I'd have to come here to a sixty-four, and just to like clear a path so I could shoot other things, mm-hmm. and once in a while, inadvertently, I would shoot it back out so I could collect more, and it would accidentally hit the sixty-four. Oh yeah, that's right, crasharoo. Um, but I don't know. I I still personally found this game quite fun, mm-hmm. even with a couple of major bugs. I will say that not only. Myself, but also a fellow Hello Playdate podcast listener, a fellow Ryan, as a matter of fact, both of us reached out to the developer on the um, on his itch page for the game, and we got some mild commitments of, hey, if I maybe do an update, then maybe I'll fix these things, maybe. So that would be really killer if uh, these two major bugs were fixed because then this game, man, would be crazy polished. I want to follow up with something that both of you guys said about the legibility of the numbers. Personally, I found the numbers to be plenty legible. Uh, just to add another opinion to the mix, painting a bigger picture here. I see your incredulous face, Nick. <laughs> but that's that's how I found it. I found it pretty legible. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would you, you? You seem like you have a follow-up, Nick.
2: Uh, No, I I agree. The game is very fun. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun playing the different modes and seeing what the differences were and um, just enjoying my time with it. So uh, Mm -hmm. well done. And I look forward, you know, if the developer does make any updates, I'll be sure to get those installed because um, I think it's a really fun game and I look forward to going back to it every so often and trying to. Uh, actually track my score and then best it so yes.
0: yeah yeah uh, we only have a couple minutes but yeah i deleted a ton of stuff like 2 months ago and this one i didn't delete so it made the cut it it is really fun to play just needs those bug fixes and my yeah. top score was uh 12- 1202 who fantastic 12 so 12 yeah but um i think if you can't touch the 64s then your score would have been nerfed so your score could have been higher
1: agreed which by the way I'll rattle off my scores just in case anybody listening would like to Here uh, compete. Here we go. No, no. Don bests me. Not on the most recent version, but he bests me. So anyway, on easy, I got 976. On normal, my highest was 656. On hard, I got six seventy-two. How I bested my normal on hard, I'm not <laughs> sure. But there it is anyway. Uh if anybody would like to compete. Uh, Nick F I'm looking at you go ahead and download by fusion be aware of those couple major bugs Uh, I'm not incredibly confident that they're going to be fixed anytime soon but it doesn't mean that the game is not a load of fun and
0: I did want to mention I I was complaining about the 2048 thing and threes but it is possible this game was inspired by 2048 and they didn't play threes I just always get salty about 2048
2: do you, uh, Ryan? Do you remember the game Gimme Friction Baby that we talked about a long time ago?
1: Mm-hmm. The um, name
2: rings a bell. It 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 uh, reminds me of this game in a few different ways. So yeah,
0: play that. It's free. That's, I, that one's fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Is that a playdate game or a something mm-hmm. else game? Uh-huh. Playdate as well. Uh, <laughs> it's it's yes. another launch a launch a thing and and hit some things and make them get well, bigger and explode or whatever fantastic yeah
0: we'll have to find a link give me friction i'll i'll look it up and throw it in the show notes
1: then i'll have no excuse
0: mm-hmm. cool well good pick i mean it's a fun yeah. game so good pick ryan
1: thanks guys i'm hope you enjoyed it
0: we did yes, yes.
1: excellent very uh, good well, uh, we won't see you guys next episode. Well, one of us will. It's a big mystery as to which one of us will be on next episode. But uh, we'll all see you again, I guess, in a month, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: I'm up next, and uh, my my pixel panel game is called The Legend of Zelda. Um, what is it called? Breath of the Tears of the, of the Tears of the, Breath Breath of the Kingdom. Of the, yep, that the Breath of is the, of the one copyright that I'll be infringement. Playing. Tears of the Kingdom. So um, okay. play that, and we'll we'll talk about that
1: tears of the intellectual yeah. property suit
0: <laughs> No um, Nintendo would like nothing more than people just talk about their games nonstop
1: Uh-huh and to be uh-huh. remade on Playdate I'm sure Oh
0: yeah I mean that other game it was just like uh some other game that's not Nintendo branded
1: <laughs> Yes Where can they find us Don <laughs> They can
0: find us on playdatepodcast.com We are no longer on Twitter but we are on uh, Is that Discord true? we're technically there but i'm not checking it anymore man yeah you are you're just pretending twitter can suck it and um we're on discord so come talk to us on discord i need to get on mammoth or whatever i got still gotta do that but anyway come talk nobody's to us. Get, Mammoth.
1: nobody's Mastodon. getting on nobody's getting on that don't don't, don't get on that. whatever there's a million others okay
0: well ryan's wow. gonna set us up on the million others what is it? Blue? Blue hole or whatever? Is that the new one? All right. do you guys even want to interpret that one? <laughs> no, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Blue Sky. Blue Sky. <laughs> so close. Delicious ginger ale from Blue Sky. I don't know if they still make that, but that was my favorite ginger ale. All
2: right. Um we'll see go, you guys. Go to ForamusementonlyGames.com uh, and buy stuff. Thank you. Like,
1: <laughs> I thought we did that at the start.
0: Nick needs to eat. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.